All right, guys. Big episode of the Nordies podcast. Thrones creators say we should expect succession with dragons, which is really exciting. Hulu has a big hit with the movie Prey, and our Chris Nolan rewatch jumps into Batman Begins. Here we go. go nordy's podcast i'm eric i'm here with brian and jim how's it going guys uh good it's very good to hear both of your voices yeah oh, that's me hey love you guys let's love go it let's was do a it. struggle it was a little bit of a struggle last week i doubt it i didn't actually listen to the podcast um no, so i don't know how you guys did but i'm sure it was great i mean it was a struggle for you technologically it was smooth sailing let me tell you <laughs> yeah no it was it wasn't going great Thanks, Comcast, but I think we got everything all figured out now. So. Yeah. No, what's it, Comcast, actually? Is, is it Motorola? I whoever don't know. made your modem. Yeah. I hate shit like that. It's so boring. But we're good now. We're good now. All right, guys, big episode of the Nordies Podcast. Before we dive into all of our good content, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordies Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordies Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Sick. All right, what do you guys Thank you. What? What are you guys drinking tonight? Oh, hey. Uh, I'm over at Black Stack. I'm drinking their double dry hopped pull tabs. You guys had this one before? It's yeah. real nice. Much better than actual pull tabs. Just a racket. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I'm shitting on pull tabs, dude. How, how dare you? You don't see a lot of millionaires how playing dare pull you? tabs. I'm trying to um, true. get rid of some of my uh, stuff, like where I have like individual beers from like every podcast i have like one beer left so right i'm, I'm back at black stack on bottomless uh this week with their sour which i think okay nice uh we somehow coordinated without coordinating um i'm also at black stack drinking their stack and bricks universally panned the bricksworth northeast ipa wow how is it good stuff oh that's good mm, beautiful that's like a that's like a throwback ipa that's is good it? yeah all right okay. Great stuff. Here we go. It's Game of Thrones week. It's officially back with, uh, what's the show called? Game House of, of the Thrones. Dragon, I believe. House of the Dragon. There we go. Um, it's finally back. We've been excited about it for a long time. The creators have said to expect succession with Dragon. I love it. I mean, does anything get you anything get you more excited than that, Eric? I don't think so, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I like, when, when I heard that the first time, I thought, they get me. They, they know me so well. Um, I think here's the order: Viking Super Bowl win, yeah. Arsenal hoisting the Champions League trophy, yeah. Succession with dragons. I think that's oh, the list. I think that. Might what be would it. you prefer: Succession with dragons, or actually putting dragons into the next season of Succession? Um, I guess Succession with dragons. <laughs> okay, um, okay, both would be fun. Okay, cool. Both would be quite fun. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited about this. I think everybody is. Um, this seems like the blockbuster show that we have been missing for, I don't know, a long time, since we thought it was going to be Westworld. Yeah, I think we were all hoping for that yeah, one. That, that should have been it. This I mean, is going to be big. I can't believe it's a week away. I would guess Stranger Things is kind of in that conversation, but Stranger Things also is not, it's all dropped at one time. So it's not, you don't yeah. get the same feel that you get with Thrones and just how big of an event it is. Next week, we are officially going to have uh, the Thrones cast is going to be back for all you long-time listeners. We're going to do a separate Game of Thrones breakdown each and every week of season. Um, we'll be breaking down the first episode. It's going to be a lot of fun, so check into that. You'll get an extra podcast episode every week. 
I can't wait. It'll be it'll be fun because it'll get us so much more into it. Because on Monday, after I watch the episode, then I get to like search up shit and figure out what the hell's going on, and then we bring that expertise to the pod, and uh, it should get everybody that listens just that much more into the season, including us. Yeah, and I think it's going to be um, necessary to at least do some sleuthing early on because we we don't other than the names that we've been given in the trailer, we don't know yeah. a lot about this world. So one thing I'd like to do is weekly character power rankings, right? Cause like these are going to be all new characters. So let's come to some kind of agreement on, on which characters are working the best, which ones are lame. Um, and then we'll just understand that whoever we put at the top of the power rankings will probably die. Yeah. Who, who won the episode, who lost the episode. Yeah, that's like that kind of fun. stuff. Can't I wait. Just, like, um, it's funny that they said succession with dragons. So they're really playing up kind of like the witty, smart, creative political battle between family you know, but yeah. it doesn't look that way to me when I watch the trailer. When I watch the trailer, it looks like really brutal violence. Right. I'm like, oh, and he cut someone in half there, and then they cut someone's head off there, and then he stabbed a dude through the eye in that one, I'm sure. And then that person got burned alive, and I'm like, I don't know if there is even talking in this show based on the trailer. <laughs> well, and there, and there may be, well, that's the thing, like, they can't, they're not going to give you a lot of audio because it's a lot of quick cuts in mm-hmm. the trailer. So, like, it's cool to see, you know, I'm not saying it's cool to see, like, the the guy, you know, being burned or at the stake or whatever, but that's the stuff that um, gets people, you know, hyped in a oh, one and a half second piece. You know what I mean? Like as they kind of go through various things, it's easy to show you that because you don't know what's going on, you don't know the context. But if they like have four people in a room, you know, discussing things, you kind of it kind of gives stuff away. So I'm excited about it. I know that I'm gonna like it a little bit more than Succession. Succession is a great show, but I realized something halfway through watching it that I can never unrealize. It, it literally could be an audiobook. They're always yeah, in fancy good. office rooms wearing suits, and the rest is just audio, just them talking. Yeah. And they go, Speaking to, of which, they go to some fancy. Yeah, they do. Speaking of which, if the new season of Succession, I was laughing really hard when you talked about adding dragons. I was just trying to picture, like, what kind of lame, <laughs> stupid, like, half-wit dragon, like, Tom would have. Like, where he'd be like, no, Siobhan, listen. I know his name's Gloostick, but he's awesome. Like, he's a really good dragon. He's, like, super loyal, and he can totally take your dad's dragon. You know what I mean? Like, totally loyal. I just imagined it that they found dragons. They got a monopoly on them. They bought them and were, like, utilizing them in a way that was, like, barbaric. But Tom um, had a dragon egg that he wasn't <laughs> sure if it, was, if it was, like, petrified or if it was real. And that if a dragon was going to hatch or not, but he was taking care of it as such, like, that it was going to. And then it turns out to be an ostrich egg or something, which would be <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And Rome Rome is attracted to his dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Rome tries to fuck his dragon, for sure. All right. It's a great show. I'm sold. I'm in on that. All right, guys. So we're going to talk a few video game um, movie things here. Ghost of Tsushima, one of the best video games that I've ever played, I think, um, is getting a movie. The director of it wants a movie completely in Japanese with all Japanese cast, which that I mean would probably would be, be really cool, appropriate, authentic. Um, I just would like to see it because I thought the game was amazing. And was so, is is the movie going to have like supernatural powers, or does he just is he just a great ninja? I, mean, I think we've talked about this too, Eric. I think like, he's just a great ninja. Okay, all right. So it's not like he can like jump up over buildings and shit like that. I don't know. I never played the game. No, I think he's okay. just a great ninja who's like um, gonna have like some maybe traditional, you know, Japanese folklore things that help him, or you know, he hears things in the wind or something. But 
I don't think it's going to be like he has like. All right, all right. So I guess maybe the the only way that a video game adaptation could work is if it's done in a foreign language, with uh, you know, true to the video game, you know, cast. Because immediately when I was picturing this, I was like. Which which white guy from Hollywood is going to get like stuffed into this right. you know movie somehow? Alexander Skarsgård um, would be my guess if I had to pick yeah. right now. <laughs> um, all right, so sticking with the video game theme, Sonic the Hedgehog three is coming, and it's officially coming December twentieth, twenty twenty four, which is a ways away. But the interesting thing about that is it's the exact same day as Avatar three drop. Okay, so Hedgehog three, Avatar three, Jim, how are you going to pick? It's going to be Avatar, um, but I do like the Sonic movies, and I watched the second Sonic movie not that long ago. Yeah. Fucking certified hood classic. Banger, dude. It's a great movie. Um, we get Tails. We got Knuckles now. At the end, they teased, like, like the yellow Sonic, you know, when he gets, yeah. like, all super, super powered. He's fantastic. Great movie. I don't know about that. I never well, played that part of it's, Sonic. It's so crazy. I remember when we first, uh, vaguely, we first talked about Sonic, and the trailer was so bad. Yeah. That the studio delayed everything by a year to redo the CGI. Sonic looked like it was like a deranged like puppet. Oh my like god, it was very so bad, ugly Sonic. Did you guys watch Rick uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers movie where they made fun of that? And Ugly Sonic was a character in the movie. Brilliant. No. And then the movie like almost didn't get released, and now they're now there's a third one coming, and they're making a That's ton insane. of money, and they're legit. Like what? A, what a what a Cinderella story. What a turnaround. The one of the writers is from here too. I actually I know this the writer's brother. So kind of a small world. So I'm supporting it. I just thought like this poor writer guy, I mean, he just wrote a shitty movie and then it turned <laughs> out he's like on top of the world now. Good stuff. All right. Speaking of on top of the world, uh Joe Keery from Stranger Things plays Steven Stranger By the way, did you guys see Meg the Stallion talking to Nancy from Stranger Things on like I don't know, one of the late night shows? No. Oh, it was so great. She was like, I don't understand you. Why would you dump Steve? All Steve does is <laughs> everything for you guys. Like, Steve, all you guys are doing is pawning the kids off on him, making him babysit. And he's just saving the world, and he's saving you, and he's saving everyone. And Wow, so Meg went after Nancy as if she was a real person. Okay. Yes, as if she were a real person. And then the funny thing is, is that she was like, I don't know why you'd leave Steve for Jonathan, but... Nancy is really with Jonathan in real life, which makes it extra funny. Oh, God. That yeah. ugly fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Joe Curie, Steve, saving the world, babysitting kids, um, yep. is going to be in Fargo season five, pretty much taking up residency in uh, Minnesota. I know, right? I'm Might have to have him on the pod. Might have to have him on the pod. We might, we might have to. I feel like um, the next step will be your brother to sell him vintage t-shirts. Once that happens, we're in, and we're then in. we'll get him on the pod. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be back here before he knows it. He was just here for a movie filming, like, a little bit outside of the cities. Um, and then, yeah, he, I think that they're going to film Fargo here because I feel like Joe Curie has to play, like, a Minnesotan with an accent, don't you think, in Fargo? Yes. He'll be perfect, which is good because the last season of Fargo was down in, like, Kansas City. And it was boring as shit, dude. It was, like, really, really dry. I don't even know if I finished it. Um, But really excited for season five. I think it's going to be a return to form. It's going to be a return to Minnesota, I think. Like I said, you got Joe Curie in it. Uh, I'm hyped on this. I think that, um, if you guys remember, my writer's room for the new um, Stranger Things uh, series that they haven't announced yet, is that what needs to happen is Joe, Steve, and Nancy mm-hmm. and their five children moved to Bloomington, Minnesota, 
1993. Yep. And the next big problem is in Bloomington, Minnesota. And we get the first days of the Mall of America. I think it's brilliant. Um, you sold me on that. And the world is already used to Mighty Ducks. And yeah. so if they can tap in a little bit to that nostalgia, mm-hmm. um, that would be like a, a perfect show. I'd be uh, show. so psyched on it. Perfect show. Um, so hopefully we run into Joe, but Fargo season five. Uh, I keep thinking every season is the last season of Fargo, but pretty excited for this. Yep. The only the only downside to filming at MOA is then we're going to have to endure <clears throat> like we did with like Jingle All the Way or Mighty Ducks to be like, my brother's sister's nephew was in the background <laughs> yeah. of the Stranger Things at MOA. I, like if you look real quick, yeah, he's in like a blue jacket. the most like, exciting thing that's happened to one million people. Like it's not, a, it's not a small group. Minnesotans love that kind of thing. Oh, they love it. And we also love things being filmed in Minnesota. Do you know how much? Do you know how many people I knew that said they just drove over the 35W bridge right before it collapsed? Like there were thousands. Everybody of them. was on it. More. People. Everybody was near it there that day than anybody ever in the history of time. That's how it works. That is how. It works. You know what would be awesome? What if they opened like a like? What if we did like the Atlanta thing and like gave like big discounts to feature films, and then we just had movies here all the time. Nobody in Minnesota would shut up about it. It'd it would be, be the only thing everybody talked about. I, I think it would, this is this would be the best state to host that. They could do like the 18th spinoff of Walking Dead here. It'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Quality stuff. Yeah, Frozen Dead. All right, so Vince Gilligan, creator of Breaking Bad, is going to be leaving the Breaking Bad universe at the conclusion of uh, Better Call Saul. Love it. Great news. I was yeah. bummed when they announced Better Call Saul. You like it? Enjoyed it? I haven't enjoyed. Well, I tried to watch it. It's not. It wasn't really that I thought it was going to be bad. I just was. I knew it was going to be good. But Vince Gilligan had the chance to make something totally different and super creative, and something that I'm sure all of us probably would have watched or at least tried. Um, instead, he did a prequel spinoff for in in the Breaking Bad world. Um, my fear was when this wrapped, he was going to do something else in the Breaking Bad world, and it's like, dude, you have you're too talented. Let's see what else you do. A brand new concept. And then I'll jump in. I'll be super excited to pump it up and watch it. Because Vince Gilligan is brilliant, but can't just keep retreading, you know? Well, and apparently uh, the rumor is, I don't know how true this is, he has a new show that's not of the Breaking Bad, you know, ilk, not in New Mexico. Right. Um, and it's being shopped currently. And I think what I read was that it's being, like, uh, like bid on currently. So I don't know how, I don't know what that process, you know, yeah. even looks like. Uh, so um, who knows when we'll find out, but I'm guessing that we'll find out shortly after Better Call Saul wraps uh, the season finale. I love it. That sounds great. All right, a show you guys really like, I've only watched a few episodes ever, is uh, Love, Death, and Robots. It's been renewed for four. Great news. Heck yeah. yeah I, I really think news. that each season has gotten better. I agree. And again, uh, if you watch the entire season, you've committed to like 48 minutes of yeah. television. <laughs> right. like, yeah. I guess yeah. I, so I don't it's, really it's like nothing. the model of like the show. Like I, I don't find myself watching shows that are like one-off shows. Okay. Yeah. Like the last For sure. time, I, no, I, the I, last time I liked one-off shows is when it was. Um, are you afraid of the dark? Okay. Yeah. It was a bank. No, I get it. I, He's more of a you know fifty to a hundred hours per season Love Island guy. I am. Yeah. <laughs> wants to get wants to get invested every wants day to feel, an hour. That's wants to feel it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yes. you would well, never is... watch a seven-minute episode of amazing visuals I mean, and a I tight, fun story. I have watched maybe four or five episodes of 
Love, Death, and Robots? Yeah, I would watch the first, second, and last one of this of season four. Okay. Season three. Season three. Thank you. All right. Um, and then finally, Warner Brothers is considering just scrapping the entire Flash movie or even other options of like maybe sending it right to streaming, even though they're like pretty deep in this because Ezra Miller is a complete lunatic. Ezra and not Miller. like a lunatic like we should feel bad, like a lunatic like he's like a menace to society and he's like harming people and kidnapping people and like manipulating and abusing people and beating them. In multiple people. states. Yeah. This isn't like it's just happened like in one spot and, you know. I feel like he may be happening like Hawaii, all over the country. Which is a great for those poor people. Like if you think the tourism puts pressure on, on you know, on the native Hawaiians, Ezra Miller... He was fucking fighting somebody every night. Yeah. Dude was madness. So, yeah, there, there, apparently there's, like, four options, and I'm guessing one of them is trying to re, um, recast and then reshoot, or, you know, and option three is just fucking not finish the movie, just scrap it. Um, but, you know, this was, like, a big, ambitious story, right? It had, like, past versions of Batman, and Michael Keaton was supposed to be into it, and, like, um, yeah, it was going to be this big, huge deal, like, they're, like the Flashpoint story from the comics. And, uh, yeah. Everything's falling apart for DC, man. I think that what they should do is they should have him run so fast that he turned into a different person. <laughs> I love it. His, they show his face like melt into like Tom Holland. And then he's like a totally different actor. Yeah. And he's like, not doing that again. And then we just move on. <laughs> yeah. That was weird, said, huh? And then he's a black woman. Like, well, all right. Yeah, right. On we go. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Eric, of all of your like writers' room like half jokes, yeah. that's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I, I love think it. That like, needs that. it's just it's just the perfect way to just morph it, and then like we're just pretending that everything it did with Ezra Miller yeah. didn't happen for the rest of the way. Continuity. They reshoot a few scenes. They 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 uh, bring in the same CGI team that uh, took Henry Cavill's mustache off his face, and away we go. Yep. I just, like, I can just pretend things if they just tell me to. Like, like if they just were like, guys, uh, this is the head of DC. Uh, As you know, Ezra Miller is a complete fucking jackass. And we can't have him in this movie. But we want to give this movie to you guys still. So just see what we did. You're going to love it. And then that's how it started. And he ran right out of his skin. And then he was like Bugs Bunny, you know, cartoon, like looking for his skin. And then he put it on and he was like a black woman or yeah. something. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. I would be so pumped if it was just something silly that they did. And then we didn't have to have him anymore, but they didn't have to just get rid of the story. So what's your solution for Black Panther then? Let's hear that. that My t- what, 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 what do they do Panther for him? Is, he, he got the Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael Bring B. him Jordan. back. Uh, Killmonger comes from a different universe since the multiverse is open. Okay. And then they have to make him the new Black Panther, and he's like, you know, defends the the kingdom in this world because he's a, of- he's a good version of of what he was, yeah, you know, was in the previous. A, there's Black already Panther. a T'Challa in a different universe that was Black Panther, and so he came to this universe to help them. I don't know, something easy. Or he's in oh. the he's in the like weird um, world, like not you know, like that spirit world. Or something. Yep. And he's the and one he that finds a way to get back or something. Yeah, but they bring him back him. from the spirit world and he eats the flower or whatever, and they just need him to help the kingdom or something. I don't care. But just yeah, do something either. like that. That's what I want. All right, guys, it's time we move on to Hot Rex and Not Rex, and we are going to start this week with uh, the big Hulu movie, Prey. Yeah, yeah. The the biggest uh, debut movie Hulu has ever had. Um, it's got getting awesome reviews, and I was really excited about watching it. 
and I did watch it, and it's a banger. It's a certified classic. Uh, I think it's I think it's the best Predator movie ever made. Um, and I I actually like the first one, and the second one. I think the second one really sucks, if I remember. But like, I liked Danny Glover when I was a kid because I liked Lethal Weapon. So I remember liking it, even though it was probably trash. But dude, this movie is like it's really stripped down. It's like a the story of like a like a native woman like in the plains of present day Oklahoma, and you know the predator. It's right on par with what the predators are, which is like you know alien sport hunters. And so he doesn't have like it makes sense. He doesn't have all the super futuristic weapons that he had in like the other movies because that would be no still wouldn't stand a chance. He knows what he's up against, and so he fights with like you know kind of an electronic looking bow and arrow and like a hatchet thing and like kind of uses like similar tools um dude great movie awesome performance by a totally unknown native actress she's fantastic it's a pretty small cast uh and it's it's just like awesome kills i cared about the characters i cared about her um some really like surprising and fun moments uh dude it's uh it's like a 91 i think which is really high for like a predator movie yeah. It's 92. 92 on Rotten Tomatoes currently. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. And I think it totally deserves that. Um, I'm trying to think, Eric, if there's any throat slashes. I think you could handle it. I don't think there is. Okay. Um, dude, very, very pleasantly surprised with this movie. I'll probably watch it again like in a year. I really enjoyed it. All right. Good stuff. Um, so you think it's a definite wreck. I guess my only problem with the Predator stuff is that um, the story is so stupid to me. And maybe this is better. Yeah, it's like he wants to test himself against the best warriors. I'm always What's like, that? that's cool. So lame to me. It's such a simple like '80s story. Yeah, well, this is uh, very simple. So you know, I'm if you're worried about that, the updated version of it will be a lot better. But like the original stuff with it is just like this crazy alien wants to fight the best, so he came to Earth to fight the best. And I'm like, but did we even know that in the first one? I don't even know if we knew that. Um, I think that he but it's not some of the stuff out, but they definitely, in the second one, they definitely did a bunch of that. He, like, finds, like, the Predator's lair and, like, sees the different skulls as trophies. And, oh, yeah. Like, puts that was the together. end. Yeah. Um, this is, like, they don't really get into that in this movie. You just sort of, like, figure out that this Predator has a code a little bit, you know, and so they can work within that. Um, but it's good, man. It's good. I was a little worried. I'm like, dude, a Predator versus, like, a, a small woman with, like, a hatchet. This is stupid. Like, the idea is bad. But they really make it work. It's it's really good. Dang. That's a good, re- that's a good review. Yeah. It's a good movie. Hulu, baby. All right. So you watched another movie you were really excited about, Uncharted. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I finished it. Uh, I Where tried to watch it. it. It's on it? Netflix right now. And this is this is Tom Holland, who I think is, well, number one, totally miscast as, like, Nathan Drake, who is, like, an adult man that looks like Nathan Fillion, sort of uh miscast there and then they have they're supposed to be like the old kind of grumpy like sidekick guy they have mark Wahlberg do it and good god is mark Wahlberg bad in this i mean just from the casting they were pretty much fucked and then the movie they wrote is so bad um it starts out with just like a huge nonsensical action scene and it just doesn't get any better and you know they try to do like have some mystery in there, right? Like, you know, national treasure type of, hey, this is this is cool history. Yeah. And I don't care about any of it at all. So once I realized that I don't care about this mystery or what they're trying to solve, there's nothing left for me in the movie. So I only got about 30 minutes into it, which is enough. Um, 
I'm actually surprised at how bad it was. I thought it'd at least be entertaining and watchable. It's trash. It's like what, uh, you want It's like a 17 out of 100. You you want to know what's crazy? It's a 41 from the critics, but 90 audience score. People are stupid, man. What can I tell you? I don't know. That's actually is surprising yeah, but that it was that good. The audience also loved the Lost City, which you love too, and they're probably of like that similar. You know, no, Lost City was much better. You guys haven't watched <laughs> no, it yet. But I'm saying after I wrecked it, no. you still didn't watch it. No, no, I didn't. Oh, oh, it's do you want funny. you want to go into that? You want to you want to go into that now? You're gonna bring up Wind River. Get into I'm trying to get everyone to watch Wind River. <laughs> it's a hard sell. Oh, all right, but, uh, yeah, Uncharted Pass. You watched a lot of Sandman. You talked about it last week. I started mm. it. How far did you get in Sandman? Is it still the level of wreck that you were saying last week? I'm kind of excited. I'm only in the first episode, but I'm pretty excited right now. Yeah, I, I'm very into it. Um, the first episode, like Eric, we were talking about, definitely has, it goes over a long period of time. It has multiple time jumps. It sets a bunch of stuff up. Um, but then it just rolls from there, right? Then now you have your whole problem set up. You have your characters. And then, you know, episodes, what I've gotten through is like, I'm up to like six, I think. And I am really liking it. Episode five was like a really, really crazy bottle episode in a diner, which was amazing. So you should enjoy that one too. But yeah, I uh, I think it's a great show. It's I think it's really hard to be, to take yourself like really seriously and pull it off. Like I think Dark did that, right? Yeah. Like Dark was... It played. It didn't didn't shy away. It didn't have to introduce like cheesy jokes. It just was a serious show, and it worked. And I think this is doing the same thing for me. Um, it's, it's working for me. Where I'm at, I have a lot of questions. I don't know how cool it's going to look, but the little you know the CG stuff that they did was like that. Yeah, I'm I'm actually impressed with the visuals. Um, it's it's doesn't look cheesy to me. Um, One question I I I would like to ask our friend uh, who was all in on the show, Mister Balster. Mm-hmm is does reading the novel help or hinder, you know, this show? Um, I, I yeah. would wonder. I'm if guessing he if would, I'll just answer for him. Plug your ears, it's going to be loud. I'm just kidding. Uh, dude, he, he tells me he fucking absolutely loves it. Like, he's like, it's the perfect adaptation. I couldn't have asked for anything else. Um, okay. I think as a fan of the of the work, he's really into it. So, um, Well, so then that begs the question, do you think you can watch it without having i you know, am with I'm no knowledge of it super yeah. yeah i'm really enjoying it i had very oh i thought knowledge. you guys like read it together no he, you were, he tried to get know. me to, to read it he sent me like a pdf online and i didn't didn't stick with it but uh i'm really enjoying the show so he was right on that account did you tell him you read it and now he's gonna find out that you didn't <laughs> no that i didn't tell him up. i read it i told him i didn't want to read it all right uh we're not gonna go super in depth on this one but ryan is the last person in america to watch stranger things you finally finished it is that uh, finally? Is that an issue with the show that it took you so long, or what? Why did it take you so long to get through that? It took a while, and it's just like the like the time commitment. Um, each night, you know, sometimes there wasn't like it, and sometimes we're just not really in the mood, you know, to like watch a, an hour and thirty five minutes of Stranger Things, yeah. um, you know, and then be stressed out at ten thirty, like get ready to go to sleep. So, and then you know, just um, we got a late start on it anyway. And then, and then, yes, episode length was definitely an issue. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was starting and stopping. You know, a lot of, a lot of false starts on that. So um, I thought the show um, for everything that it did, I, I thought it did a really good job of playing into a lot of the '80s tropes. Um, I thought it was absolutely hilarious how they gave everyone kind of a nice moment um, leading up to the finale, and then you're like, oh, okay, so they all got nice moments. Damn it! Yeah, like you know. Um, um, I, I love the Barb Easter egg. 
um, as a big middle finger to everyone who was on that season one train. Um, what was the Barbie? Story? I thought it was because re- she was. They there. showed her dead. Yeah, yeah, she was dead. Dead. Right. 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 Which I was like, finally. Yeah. Thank you. Let's get some closure for brothers Barbie. for just ending that. Um, I I think the the show could not have ended stronger. Yeah. It was fantastic. Um, I think the only storyline I I got a little bored with was Hopper. Oh yeah. To a certain extent, I think that that went a little too far in my opinion, but was still good. I think out of that storyline, Murray is my favorite character without even blinking an eye. Dude, he's um, like not even MVP close. level. I mean, he speaks Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's a helpful guy. None of this works without him. No. Um that they that they did. Um I thought it was funny that they didn't give Mike, Jonathan, and Will like really anything to do. Yeah. Um in in some of the last stuff. Um I, I don't know. We, we we absolutely loved it on pins and needles, especially for the finale, which is two and a half hours. Um, again, super late to the party on this, but man, oh man, was it a banger. And, you know, just the way that they ended it, it's like, holy shit, what are they going to do for season five? But it's probably going to even be better. So, what's uh, what's I, you your know, season? You guys were on the train. Rank the seasons, please. Oh, it is four, one, two, three. No, three, two. two no, three, two, three, two. Yeah, with Billy. Three. The mall is much Two's. better than the overly too, like too much Dustin with the demo dogs. Yeah, you're right. That was yeah. not a great season yeah. compared. Four one three two, and I think that's yeah, you're right. You're I right. don't I don't know many people that would disagree with that. And they buried the Chicago storyline, which we're very happy with. They didn't even yeah. try to revisit it, which is ideal. Um, yeah, I loved it, man. I'm glad you liked it. I think that it is, although Severance is a better show, and you know. But the impact that Stranger Thing has, like when we go to give our awards for the year, um, I'm going to try to make a case for Stranger Things, depending on what uh, right. House of Dragon does. Yeah, just because it was, it was. I can't believe how well it was executed and how big the stakes were and the pressure on the show. And uh, to deliver their best season in season four is pretty surprising. To deliver, to deliver their best season and not getting boring with having like a minimum of thirteen hours in nine episodes is pretty. Like, commendable. Yep, I agree. All right, guys, I did check out uh, the new Netflix documentary, Trainwreck, Woodstock 99, and I thought it was fantastic. So it I, wasn't a train wreck. It was a total train wreck, but the problem is, is like all of the other documentaries and everyone else who's ever talked about it, I've gotten all the wrong stories. That's how I feel. Like, I feel like I've always heard all the wrong, stupid stories of it, like, Oh, they had $12 waters and there was nowhere to go to the bathroom and all of the musicians are to blame. It was a bunch of mostly white people who were there out of control, ready to commit some crimes. And that's what really ends up happening. Everyone blamed Fred Durst and Limp Bizkit and they said that they were the ones who got everyone all fired up. All the crazy stuff didn't happen oh. until two days later. It was, it was, I think it was also like uh, uh, the adults in the media hated the new metal genre, yeah. you know, of like Limp Biscuit, Kid Rock and all that stuff. And so it was an easy, it was like, Mar- you know, Marilyn Manson and video games with the Columbine shooting, right? I mean, they recycled yeah. all of these old, like, oh, you know what? It's that Fred guy talking about breaking things that he's the one that was to blame. And and I agree the the, the peace, love and rage one from, from HBO kind of told that same story, but they told it from the artist's perspective. Like, I know it was only... They had like Jewel and Moby and stuff, but anyway, Eric. Uh, sorry, I've, I've uh, hijacked it. Continue on with your review of your HB or your document. I couldn't believe just how bad it got. 
I mean, it, it absolutely descends into chaos. Um, there are numerous rapes and sexual assaults that happen. There are deaths that happen. There are... The people are so destructive to all Bro, of Bro, it sounds like we fest every year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the people are so destructive to the property that the infrastructure that they did have doesn't work or is disgusting by the end of it. And people are all leaving... And they get to the end, and they start fires, and then they have to stop the show. And then they tried it. They tell the told the Chili Peppers they needed to calm the crowd down, but they came out and played Fire by Jimi Hendrix then, which made everything worse. And <laughs> then the worst part about it that I didn't know is that they were teasing kind of behind the scenes. Even all the people who were working it were kind of talking about how there was going to be a surprise at the end of it. And so everyone was like, there's a big artist that's unannounced that's going to come play. And everyone found out about it. And do you know what the artist was? Do you want, want me to tell you? Yeah. Yeah, sure. The big surprise, which everyone in the crowd and everyone working there thought it was either going to be Bob Dylan or Prince. And what it ended up being was a candlelight vigil with um, a video of Jimi Hendrix playing at the original Woodstock. Oh, so boring. They gave everyone candles and then everyone burned everything to the ground. Because they hated the, the fucking vigil. <laughs> they literally, it was like a stop violence vigil. <laughs> like oh this thing, people were expecting prints. And then they broke into the ATMs. They stole everything. They burned all the buildings down. They broke everything. It was complete chaos. And I yeah, it became mob. It became mob mentality at that I point. I was just free for stunned all. how ridiculous. So Ryan, do you know anybody that was there? Uh, I mean, I knew some guys in college that went, but that that was it. I don't know anybody that. You know, if like in my close group of friends or family. Got it. All right, guys. Also, I did tune in this weekend to the South Park 25th anniversary concert. Oh, yeah. Live at Red Rocks. Trey and Matt with... Portishead or something? Primus or some shit? Green, Primus, and Rush. Okay. And I wasn't very excited about it. My brother wanted to check it out. We watched an hour and 15 minutes of it, and that was plenty. But it was pretty fun and well done, and it was that was enough time. I didn't need to finish it. We, Ween is an underrated band, FYI, for anybody that, that, that they're pretty good. Yeah, so Ween, Primus, and Rush, and Matt, and Trey, and a bunch of... It was okay. 25 right. Years of South Park makes me feel old. You are old. Kind of should, yeah. Doesn't it, though? I mean, that's I just remember every uh, kid wearing, like, South Park... The same people wore South Park and Slipknot. Remember that? Yeah. They but they had both on. Not that I don't like Slipknot or South Park, but they'd have like the same. Kenny shirt on. Yeah, they'd have like a Kenny shirt on one day For and the then like a third time that week. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you know it. <laughs> oh boy! All right, guys, it's time. To, it's time to move on uh, to our rewatch our chris nolan rewatch called are you rewatching this week we watched batman begin so i have to again say that what's crazy <laughs> about this to me is that uh after the movies that chris nolan had that they handed him the batman franchise i kind of agree with it too like, like they must I, have I, just I, wanted somebody they felt like they could control i mean i i have to say like after watching these movies, I, I feel like I'm watching all of them with a, a different lens, like comparing them to Chris Nolan movies. And so that's, I feel like I'm watching it in a different way right now. But after Memento, I'm sure everybody was like, man, Chris Nolan, he's really up and coming. And then after Insomnia, people were like, he can make a normal movie, all right. And then yeah. they were like, let's give him the Batman franchise. And the only thing I can think is that they didn't think it was going to be as big as it ended up. Yeah. 
or that they maybe didn't think that they'd have to go with him again. Like they didn't yeah. need to use him twice. And I'm sure they're they're very very glad they did. But um, yeah, the Dark Knight is such a big jump in quality. And I yeah. like one of the well, movies. I, 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 I wonder Batman if begins. It, it seem it to me. It seems like again, it's like a two parter with him. Like I think he had to make Insomnia to get Memento made or. He made Insomnia to get the prestige made in some way. Yeah. And I'm guessing he wrote the treatment for Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. I gar- I don't mm. think he he just went into the studio with one script. I think he went in with multiple, and that's why they gave it to him. Yeah. Not because he had made only two mo- two, you know, uh, you know, mildly successful Hollywood films. I think it was because he maybe had the best vision for it. And because of Memento, he had a little buzz going. Yeah. And the way that these, you know, I think we think of like movies getting made in terms of like a linear fashion of like, well, he finished Memento and then he went looking for another movie to make and then he made Insomnia. I think Batman was like well in the works even during the time he might've been filming Insomnia. You know what I mean? Like there's shit going on behind the scenes. And so, so like it's a, it's a kind of a progression and everything's kind of running in parallel as opposed to like these three separate, you know, entities. That would actually uh, make a little bit of sense too, because you know, if he went in with a script that just had Scarecrow, Ra's al Ghul and Falcone, wouldn't the producers be like the studio be like, ah, where's the fucking heavy hitters here? Where's the Joker? Like I want the Joker. But if he had, you know, the Dark Knight fucking queued up, you know, with the, with to treat the Joker right, then they might be like, okay, or at least an out, at least an outline. Maybe he didn't have the full script on at yeah, the time, right. but yeah, some some sort of a treatment to give to them to say like, here's here's my vision yeah. for the franchise. Yeah, exactly. Well, I do think it's kind of interesting that like the set pieces that obviously must come with budget um, haven't showed up in the Nolan movies yet. Yeah, you know, like the big opening blockbuster scene. We haven't really gotten to those yet. I mean, maybe the fight scene here um, at Raza Ghoul's like lair. Yeah, that's okay. A little, bit, a little bit, maybe, but but it's not like the ones that he's kind of becomes known for. Like where all of his movies have these just hectic opening scenes that are these massive set pieces that are beautiful and thought provoking, mm-hmm. and we haven't really gotten to those yet. And so you know, it is kind of fun to watch his growth. Um, and what he does with the movies. Um, I loved that whole scene where they had Batman do the drugs and then he was like having to trick um, Ra's al Ghul. Like, I thought that was really cool. Yep. Um, yep. I thought that his, like, you know, we don't get a lot of origin stories and new superhero stuff. Like, they, yeah. they figured, hey, fans have seen it. They don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed the first act of this movie. Me too. Like, I thought it was cool as fuck. I thought him training out there, like, you know, getting the suit for the first time was so cool. Seeing the tumbler for the first time was incredible. All the I stuff with him and Fox was really cool. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And yeah, Rosal yeah, was great. awesome. All the stuff with Fox I really enjoyed. Um, what I had a hard time with in the movie was... Everyone else. Katie Holmes was really bad. Yeah. Um, She's brutal. with her is really bad. Um, I would say, like... Actually, I think, I, think, I think every scene with her and Christian Bale is worse than even with her and Harvey. Like, somehow. I don't know how that ended up being, but it, it was very cringy. It's not Harvey, yeah. though. It's another guy. Or, sorry. Well, sorry. That uh, yeah, that guy. That guy. Um, so, I, I thought she was kind of rough. I thought that um, the humor in the movie was what may have taken me out of it the most. Mm. The bad, like, little weird jokey thing. 
all of it is really bad. And it kind of made me realize that the dialogue wasn't as good as I had remembered or, or thought it was. No, you're right. And it, it feels a lot like the older Batmans, like yeah. in terms of like the humor, mm-hmm. you know, like, I guess he couldn't handle it. And then like, you know, yeah. puts a hand out, like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff is just, it's from the comics, but it doesn't do well in a, in a feature film. See, like mm-hmm. there's cool scenes, like the first interaction with um, Batman and Scarecrow was cool. And then mm-hmm. Scarecrow lights him on fire and throws him out the window and stuff. Like, that stuff was cool. But, like, the next time they have an interaction and then he gets Scarecrow. Scarecrow's like, so-and-so's not, can't come to the phone right now. Or whatever. And I was like, what is <laughs> Or, like, he gives the dude the coat. And then he fights off all of Falcone's guys. And then the guy with the coat's like, eating while there's, like, this massive shootout happening. And then he's like, nice coat. And I was like, like mm. why? There's just too much of that kind there of There was some weird stuff, weird decisions. Like, how about the fact that he, like, taps his shoe and, like, 1,000 bats come to his aid? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, thought a lot. I thought a that lot. Was, <laughs> that was, like, no. And then he's, like, using their sonar. I don't know. It was, that was, like, dude, they they had some stuff in the script that didn't work. I, I think. Can I just, so since, since we're thinking this, sorry, since we're thinking through this of the Christopher Nolan lens, yeah. right? That's what we're looking down through that telescope. Um, does this movie not feel like DC had a heavy hand in decision making versus when you think about the Dark Knight, you're like, that's just Nolan. That's just, or, you know, mostly him. Whereas this feels like, like, I guarantee, what was your line, Eric? Nice coat. Like, I guarantee the studio was like, we got to have a joke here. Yeah. Like, it's got to be, you need to call back to the I know the, the studio was like, like, okay, when Ra's al Ghul's League of Shadows blows up, they were like bigger, bigger, bigger. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, how much fucking fire, like gunpowder, was in that place? That was the most ridiculous. Yeah. I would like maybe it allow that at a, at a like a gas plant if that it was up. like a black Blackwater Bay level <laughs> of. Uh, yeah, I think the other big thing is is like I I just can't handle how many times Batman's like I can't kill anybody, and then he fucking kills like. 200 people instead of one person. Like, if you think that yeah. farmer that he was supposed to behead made it out of that building alive, you have another fucking thing coming. They were like, cut this dude's head off, he's bad. And then he was like, I can't do it. And then he killed everyone in the building instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Including the <laughs> farmer. He, and he burned alive. He burned alive in the cage he that he was every in. every yeah. single person in the entire building. And Razagul should have died, but he saved his life just barely. He murdered everyone including the guy he does it does it all the time the cops come for him how many cops is- oh he's a cop killer <laughs> he is and so like sometimes you know what's funny you that's right because if you think about the ground like at that velocity and not kill them or just or like all the all the car crashes all the car crashes that happen throughout the city because of batman oh. we never go back to him and be like is officer deacons okay <laughs> like nope we don't care officer you know? town dude yeah they're never like they're never like yeah uh Maybe stops um, a, a weapon shipment, but a family of six was in a minivan and yeah, yeah. right the fuck off the road, and they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude. that never comes up. So I I thought that this me was um, good, but I would say that like we haven't hit even in the, we're not even in the vicinity. Of no, you're no. right. You're right. Like we're like I would say I know where we're gonna end up. I mean, I've seen almost every Chris Nolan movie. I know where we're going to end up, and we end up in a good place. But I would say that I'm, I've am i been under one three movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, I think that's a completely you know, fair why assessment. Why are we doing I think this I was... not to, at the end, say, all right, look, guys, is he properly yeah. under or overrated? 
And so I'm kind of thinking about and, that well, as I, I think, go too. I think with him, it's just it's just going to be like if you think about um, like a crescendo, you know, in a in an opera or a musical or something like that. Like the the quiet parts start really small and really small, and then like once it starts to get loud, it gets really loud. And I think once the prestige hits, we're going to start see like the scope and the scale of things escalate much faster like very quickly and get much bigger and much more nolan-y yeah i can't wait for the prestige i haven't seen it in years and i hope i i I hope i love it like i think i will and like i I have in the past i'm really hoping to like this because have you not watched it eric or just been forever yeah no he remember he pretended he didn't and then he was like is this the one with the thing and then he like listed off like four major oh yeah yeah, yeah. i thought it was two different movies but i think i've only ever seen this one and i've never seen it yeah so this is i'm looking forward to it the prestige it's 2006's the prestige check it out do we have any idea where we can watch this thing yeah, it's it's still it should be on HBO like the rest of it. All right, it's on HBO, so go check it out. What, what's your guys' Rotten Tomato score for Batman Begins, though? Um, I think it's an eighty-two. Okay, I said eighty-four. Ryan, can you hear us? I don't know. His audio is fucked. Something. Happened. He's gonna go with an 80, 83. He said an eighty-three. He told us yeah. that. <laughs> he said that off air. Um, <laughs> so yeah, eighty-two for me, eighty-three for Ryan, eighty-four for Jim. So. Um, that's Perfect. all the time we have uh, on this episode of the Nordies Podcast. Tune into our sportscast. We'll talk a little Vikings as they uh, got into their first action of the season and much more. So thanks for your listening to the Nordies Podcast.